It's summer, glorious, delicious, spicy summer. And just like your favorite summer hits, I'm bringing back some of my favorite episodes this summer from season one and season two. This month, I'm excited to share episodes that celebrate the delicious topic of freedom. So grab a cool drink, find a sunny spot, and of course, invite your friends to join in. It's time to soak up all of the replay rays on Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. I know after my divorce, I was so ready to have some fun. And I'm sure you would agree. We need to have more fun, especially after a divorce, especially after a pandemic. So what an appropriate topic to end our Mother's Day month than the topic about having fun, lots of fun, 50 fun things to do after a divorce. And my guest today, Teresa Thomas, she is the perfect guest to have this conversation because not only is Teresa an author, a speaker, a connector, a businesswoman, she is also the founder of 50 Fun Things. So join us in this delicious conversation and we're gonna talk about not only the fun things that you can create in your life around life after divorce, but also how essential fun is. Fun connects us to parts of ourselves that we forget about after we've gone through something difficult. Fun reminds us of things, little things that bring us joy. Fun allows us to learn something new, to try something different, to take that trip we've been wanting to take. Fun gets us to places that we've never thought we'd get to. So this is going to be a fantastic discussion around fun, especially around fun after a divorce. Well, happy Mother's Day month, Teresa. Happy Mother's Day to you too, Sadie. Thank you so much. It's such a treat to have you on the show. You are someone I've known for a while now and someone I've admired. And so I'm so excited to have you share your story and to discuss 50 fun things to do after a divorce. I'm excited to do this. And we have gone back long, a long time and the admiration is mutual. Oh, thank you so much. So to, to get our conversation started, I recently read a quote I want to share with you and the listeners today. And the quote is this, divorce isn't the end. It's just the beginning. How was your divorce a beginning for you? Well, it was a huge beginning for me because when I got divorced, I started to find out who I really am and I started practicing and claiming and using my voice. I still have a long ways to go with that, but I continue to practice. And over time, I just keep stepping more and more fully into who I am and who I want to be in this lifetime and how I want to show up. That's exciting. It's exciting how your act two, I call divorce, life after divorce and act two, how your act two can be that fresh start and that new beginning. And with your new beginning, you evolved this concept about 50 fun things. So I want to hear more about that evolution. How did that begin for you? Sure. So I had been divorced a few years and I was in a relationship that for the most part was good, but I had found myself falling into the same patterns that I had been in when I was married. Okay. And it was a realization that you would not be the first uh, to experience <laughs> those patterns happening over and over again. And, and I basically was having a midlife crisis of like, okay, step back. You had, when you got divorced, you said that you were going to stand up for yourself. You're going to speak up for yourself. You're going to say what you wanted. And look, you're, you're not doing that. And, and I was also feeling a sense of um, overall life burnout, even sure. though I loved what I was doing, I just needed to hit the reset. And so it was, it wasn't intentional that I created 50 fun things, but I was 
going to have my 50th birthday. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I want this birthday to be something that feels valuable to me. Sure. So it's a I, milestone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, I exited that, that relationship before my 50th birthday. And Congrats. I, <laughs> yeah. Happy for you. Yeah. And I just brainstormed a list of 50 things I wanted to experience in my 50th year. And there were little things and big things. And all of a sudden, my life started turning around. And I started Love feeling that. more connected, more hopeful, more appreciative of what I did have in my life. I was getting lots of clues to what I love about life and what I want to experience and, and the steps that I wanted to take. And so it started out being just for me, but then it turned out to be influencing other people who wanted to experience that. So that's that's how it, it got started. And this is something that you do often. You hold workshops for people who are wanting to experience more fun in their life and get to know themselves better and explore new options and have aha moments. Yes, I do. So I host workshops. I've also facilitated 50 fun things for several retreats, three in Tuscany, Italy, oh, wow. one in Maui. Um, those are on hold for a while, but we'll, they will open up again. And I've also done some one-on-one and some people like to do it self-guided. So I've got a a, a workbook that I should really change the name to a fun book because workbook is not so fun. And so it's just some guidance to help people think through and imagine and brainstorm how they want their lives to feel and that uncovering process of what matters for them and what they want to try. And I know after my divorce, and I'm sure this is not a unique feeling, I really needed some fun, Teresa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, yeah, especially after divorce and, and also to redefine and reimagine fun because I hear from a lot of people in relationships, especially women, that their concept of fun is um, orchestrated around other others. people's fun. I was and just waiting for you to say yeah, the word others. Yes. Yes. And so they'll come and like, okay, I know how to have fun for my kids. I know how to have fun for other people in my family or my partner or my friends, but I forgot what feels fun for me specifically. And so then that's when the discovery process begins. Yes. And Fresh starts, you know, life after divorce has so much energy around what does life look like now? And so I think this is an incredible tool to help people take those steps to what is next for me? What do I want? What does fun look like? So let's talk about that. What is, what is the first step to learning what these 50 fun things are that we can do after a divorce? Sure. Well, first of all, 50 th- sounds like a whole lot, and it is. And so you don't have to actually come up with 50 ideas, but the, I, the thought behind it is to just get you to open up and be more playful and put some things down that you're like, sure, why not? Or I don't know, that feels a little scary, but maybe I'll try it. And it gets you to just think bigger. And if people want to go to the 50 Fun Things blog, there's a great article from a 50 Fun Things participant who she came to the workshop and she she looked like she just went through a hurricane. She was just down and frustrated and knew that she needed something to look forward to. The transformation that she had was incredible. She came to another one as an alum and it didn't she didn't seem like the the same person and she wrote about it and what she said was she came away realizing that she could focus on the things that were going well and the were things that were going great, but she hadn't seen them because she was caught up in grief. And and so then she started putting things like, well, I want to try this. And soon she got to know a neighbor and 
they got to be good friends and then they found out they both liked dancing and then she bought herself a travel trailer and traveled on her own and was having discoveries. And ultimately what she said was it came down to the really small things that mattered. Sure. So even though, you know, getting a camping trailer and traveling was really amazing for her, she said it was paying attention and honoring herself for what she needed and wanted. And it was having her favorite cup of tea and spending a little more on on that brand because she loves it. And instead of just drinking it, savoring it and watching a sunrise. So it was those little things that lifted her up and and she she just she lit up. She she found herself. That's fantastic. When it comes to 50 fun things, what is a strategy or what is uh, maybe a roadmap that you can walk listeners through? Because I think we can, it's easily just to write, start riffing and writing 50 fun things. I mean, I could, I could easily do that, I think, actually. But what do you have more of a, a, a guiding hand that you can offer? Yeah. So in my workshops and in the book, I have I have steps that walk people through, you know, thinking through their childhood and different aspects of their life and what they appreciate and thinking about the connections, the family, the friends they have and how, the things they want to experience with them. So there's a whole series of questions that get asked, but a very simple way to start is just in your everyday life, just notice what speaks to you, what gets your attention, what intrigues you, what, what are you curious about, what what is something that's going well and if people want inspiration for to see how I do it, I do it through, I've been doing it through Instagram lately. I'm, I'm still learning Instagram, but I'm having fun with it. And I'm just saying, okay, wh- what inspires me each day? And that's a great way and an easy way to start. It's just getting curious, noticing what stands out to you that feels good, that you'd like to invite more of in your life. And then things start opening up. I'm noticing you brought a visual aid. Unfortunately, we are just uh, on audio today. But... Talk to me about some of these categories that you have, because I, I was looking at it pre-show and it, it was really helpful to see how to categorize my 50 fun things. I'm very visual. I'm very visual as well. So it helps me to have a chart that I can hang up on my wall with lots of colors. So I have some categories that I suggest to people in the sessions. And the first one is fun. So those are joys to continue or bring back. So when we get caught up in our lives, our busyness, sometimes we forget about things that are really valuable and that were really critical to us. And so for myself, a key thing that shows up on every 50 Fun Things chart that I do is something to do with dance. Dance lights me up. It helps me just feel... Do you do solo dance parties? I did a lot of those during COVID, Teresa. Oh, I I will dance with any... Right? And just (laughs) go for it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Something you need to try if you like dancing is... um, silent discos and they do them uh they do them socially distanced and so (laughs) where does one do that everybody just brings their own music and then you go to a park and you just everybody dances and you're on your head you have your earbuds yes yeah it is like the most hippiest thing to do and it is so fun so um i will file that away yeah so that's a thing to check out so yeah so fun our joys to continue or bring back um those things that that really light you up and then thoughts so thoughts is mindset. So what? Uh, so 50 fun things doesn't have to always be a physical thing or an experience, but it can also be your outlook with life. And so for me, one of the things I put on my 2020 chart for 50 fun things was, um, I know we're in, 20, uh, in 2021 now, but last year I put solid confidence because I've struggled with confidence my whole life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just 
claim Thank it. you for sharing that. Yeah. Because I think we all do. Yeah. Especially as women. Yeah. We're kind of conditioned to kind of second guess ourselves more than we should. And and on first you look, you'd think, well, solid confidence. That doesn't sound very fun. I'm like, well, heck, <laughs> if I feel more confident, I'm going to have a way a more, lot more fun, fun life. I so agree. So that's why that's on there. I agree. And then the next one, and it actually is an acronym things. So T for thoughts, H for happiness. And happiness is like, just what lights you up? You know, is it just fresh flowers on your desk? Is it that special cappuccino with the swan on top? Whatever that is. That, that daily just, walk. Yeah, just whatever it is that just feels good. And then inspiration is, you know, what do you aspire to? Maybe there are favorite books that, you know, favorite, uh, favorite author that you want to read, or maybe you have a role model that you aspire to be more like. So inspiration is kind of like um, lifting you up to new levels. That's I. And then N is new to you. So what are some new things you want to try? Simple things could be maybe you open yourself up to try new foods or maybe it's new experiences and a new style, a new style, new haircut, new lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. And well, especially when you're divorced, I've been meeting um, several people who actually they, the name that they go by shifts because like I have a new identity. That sounds familiar. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking so. Uh, you know, actually, you know, Sadie is a nickname I had when I lived out east. And I, I received it when I was in New York. And for me, it is like my, my fiercest self. And so Ooh. after my divorce, I'm like, I'm bringing Sadie back. I'm bringing my fiercest yes. self back. She needs to show up again. I'm getting here chills. Here she is. Like good chills she from is. that. That's Talking really powerful. It is powerful. And that's what I've been hearing from other people when they claim a name. It's like claim that name that feels good when you are like, when you are at your best. Mm -hmm. So that's at my freest. At your freest mm -hmm. and your fiercest. Wow. Absolutely. So that's and new to you. And then G is gratitude. And so that's can be how you express gratitude or it's it can be um, just having that sense of appreciation for what is going well in your life. And then the last one is S, and that's self-care. And that's helping people to think through, what can you do for yourself? And it could be as simple, and again, sometimes these things you write down, they don't sound fun at first, but it's the outcome that's fun. And sleep great. Okay, when I sleep great, oh, life is more fun. It is beyond more fun. And, and what I especially love to do is claim my weekend mornings to be no alarms, take as much time as you want, just lay there, enjoy the sunlight coming in. So those little simple things for self-care, um, and they can be big things too. It can be like, okay, I'm going to take care of my health and I'm, you know, whatever that is for you. And so that's, that's the, the way that the chart is laid out. When people do this, go to your workshops and have this experience and write out their 50 fun things, what helps them then do them? Because I am really good at lists. I'm very much a planner. But then there's this thing called time. Yeah. How do you encourage people to actually, so you have this list and you're excited about your list and now you're going to value yourself enough to do these things and to create time for them. Because I think as moms, we have the best intentions, don't we? And we do give a lot to so many other people. And then we kind of take the scraps, you know, we kind of yeah. take the leftovers. So how do we as busy moms, entrepreneurs, women who are, you know, working traditional jobs, plus we have side hustles, plus 
we have children we're raising. How do we find time for all of this? What, what's your encouragement well, around that? There are several angles on that. Okay, um, I want to hear. I want to hear them all. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> so um, the first is when you set intention, magic can happen. Because when you set intention, now I have the chill. You're look at us changing, exchanging chills over here. <laughs> your brain filter shifts as to what information it takes in, what steps it takes, what what you end up talking about, what you take action on. So simply by going through the exercise, that's the first. Like you, you're setting the filter. I also uh, forgot to mention that when in Fifty Fun Things, we also come up with an overall guiding theme. Oh, that's and that right. is a big part of the filter. And then, okay, so... How does the guiding theme evolve, though? What does that mean? Well, that's a secret. You got to come to my workshop. Oh, that's a secret. <laughs> no, I could tell you, but but I'll, but I'll tell you about the different ways of okay. set the taking yes, action. Please. Um, so, okay, so you, you've, you know, come up with these ideas, and you have written them. So you've had that physical sensation of writing, which has been proven. When you write things, you're more likely to remember them and take action. Then... Versus I, just typing them. Yes. Or, yes. And you have I, to physically write it. Physically yes, write. I agree and with that. I That's highly, why I like journaling. I highly encourage to use colors, to use, some people like to do little doodles, um, and then hang it up on your wall so that you see it consciously and subconsciously, that reminder of what you want your life to be like. Then the other magic that happens in the workshop is you're talking to other people. So you're not only voicing your ideas, you're getting their ideas, which opens up possibilities. Right. When you communicate, you're way more likely to take action with, by voicing Because it. you've put it out you there. you put it out there. And I even agree. if you don't see these people, again, there's that sense of accountability. accountability. And we do have a 50 Fun Things alumni group. And I'm um, one of my 50 Fun Things for this year is to imagine what a 50 Fun Things club could look like for ongoing motivation and support. And so those having those several different angles in thinking about your 50 fun things is what makes you take action. And I hear over and over from people who do the 50 fun things workshop that life just hap like life happens. They get busy. They don't think that they've taken action on their 50 fun things, but then when they pull it out, if they hadn't hung it up, they're like, Oh my gosh, I did so many of these things, but because I wrote it, I dreamed it, I communicated it. It became I part of my life. I shared it. It became part of my life, and I've been moving forward. And then they, they noticed things are different and exciting and, and fulfilling. And um, so it, that's what I mean by the magic is, is life has a way of kind of filling in the blanks when you are clear that you've communicated what you want your life to be like. I love this. And I, you know, when you're talking and sharing all of this with me, I'm wondering, do you find in your workshops that people struggle to find fun on their own? Um, Meaning, do do you find that people feel they have to have someone else to be having fun versus just I can find fun within myself? That's a really good question. I'll pay more attention to that. And I've actually been getting an impression that when people do the 50 fun things, that sometimes they are really focused on what they need. There was one woman that I, I was telling you about before we started the interview who, when she filled out her 50 fun things, when it came time for the guiding principle, she realized, oh, every almost everything on my chart is me wanting to do things on my own. I love that. And so her guiding principle for that year was just really intentional solitude and self-care and self-adventure. Like she was, yeah, she was going on mountain hikes and I follow her on, on her social media and she's taking bold moves 
for things for herself. Not meaning that she's not connected to anybody, but she's she's prioritizing that. She's so really enjoying time with herself. She's enjoying time with herself. And I think after divorce, I think there's a great value in that. Oh, yeah. And, and the other thing that I found is when you're intentional about something, you're less judgmental about yourself. So if I, you know, one of my very first 50 fun things was, I want a fancy coffee. And people told me later, like, those are called lattes. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so I don't so, even know. So anyway, I was, I got my first coffee and it was beautiful. And it, it did, it had, it had a swan on it. And I drank that cup of latte like it was just precious gold but what I'm speaking with the intentional is I'm by myself in a coffee shop but I'm expressing gratitude to the server I'm like oh my gosh this is beautiful oh and so I made that that person happy so yes that is connection but I was ultimately I was there by myself really enjoying my latte with the swan on it and I was intentional that that's what I wanted to experience the old me would have been like oh I'm here alone in a coffee shop <laughs> Uh, this feels awkward. And, and it took away the awkwardness because it was like, no, this is a date for me and I'm enjoying this. And, and it was special. And so I don't feel that awkwardness that I used to feel early on post-divorce. I love that. Something shifted. I want, I want to uh, talk also just about, so when you are doing these workshops, I'm going to guess people walk away learning a lot about themselves that they didn't know before. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Oh, shoot. I wish I had a great example on, on hand, but I do know that there have been people who have like, oh, I didn't even realize I wanted to do that. Right. But, the, you know, but they, they hear from somebody else an idea and something sparked in them. Like, well, maybe I want to try that. That sounds pretty intriguing. I've never heard of this particular experience before. And and then the opposite. Like thing, the, the going to the park and wearing your earbuds right. and dancing and watching other people dance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then the other thing that happens is sometimes you find out what you don't like. So I remember there was one 50 fun things chart. I always suggest that people say, you know, to, to accept new and, uh, what is it? Accept cool invitations, accept and, and, um, give out cool invitations to things. And I was invited to something that I thought sounded so cool. And I was asked if I would film a uh, spot about how to fill your gas for people that didn't know how to do gas. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but anyway. okay. So it's like, oh, I get to be in this like public service announcement for people in Oregon uh, to because oh, I know because Oregon was going to stop having service attendants. Sounds like something. New sounds like New Jersey. Yeah, where so they I, so have been conditioned not to know how yeah, to pump so their like, gas. Oh, okay, I'm going to be in this thing, this public service announcement, showing people how to pump gas, and I thought that sounded so cool and so fun, and and it was boring (laughs) like I don't care I don't need to do that again and so it was it just taught me like hey I did it and it was a great experience yeah uh don't need to do that kind of like a an average date thank you next (laughs) right Right. but you did it that's the point you did it tried something new and do you find that people feel that having fun is frivolous I do, and I we disagree. Don't we, Teresa? One of those people. I I used to think that fun was frivolous when you had the time, when you had the money, when you sure when everybody else was taken care of, and and I've heard that from plenty of other people. But what I've learned and what I've seen happen with other people in the workshop is you realize that fun is actually critical, necessary, necessary, and it. It's almost like an essential worker fund. Oh, it is. We need it. I never realized how much I needed it. And, 
you know, so when I developed Fishery Fun Things, I needed it. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I went through this whole process again where I was asking myself, who do you think you are promoting fun in these times? That was my inner voice. And like, and I was starting to feel like it was frivolous again. Like we have bigger challenges ahead of us and fun is just this silly thing you can do. And then what happened was I was hearing from so many people in my life, like, why are you being quiet? Why are you not talking about 50 fun things? We need, need it, it more than yes. ever. And so I realized other people needed it. And I also realized I needed it because I was like everybody else, just trying to cope, trying to manage the challenges, going into space areas you know times where I was just feeling really down and realizing I I'm not doing anybody any good when I'm staying in this down place I'm not doing myself good and so when I started find like focusing on those small joys those little things that um those simple things those simple things make all the difference they really do and then my personality comes back and then I'm a better friend and then I'm a better like everything is better when we invite and allow fun I agree I agree. Moms, are we hearing this today? Bring on the fun. <laughs> Dads too. I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, especially with, with moms, sometimes they don't take care of themselves because they're taking care of everybody else so much. But then one of the things that I saw that what I've noticed that really does speak to mom is if we realize we're role models, everything yes. changes because we don't want our kids to grow up just grinding away at everything and not being happy always exhausted and putting everybody else first and being ex- we don't want that they're watching us they're sponges so we even if you can't do it for yourself do it for the others around you your kids your friends your co-workers whatever like when you embrace how you want your life to be it has a ripple effect and it's no, no longer just about you it's about it's about the world you're changing the world by by focusing on having some fun and living life to its fullest. And you've seen this firsthand because you started this, you did this as an exercise for yourself. And now this has become a major part of your brand. It is. That's incredible. Just by wanting to have more fun. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and like, and it's limitless. Like there's just, so it is many, endless. It's endless. And one of the, one of my other things that I have on my list for this year, 50 fun things chart is to set up a training program so other 50 fun things facilitators can do this that are expert in their area because I'm not a relationship expert I'm not a business coach I'm not those things but people that have those those areas of expertise can take it and run with it so I'm excited that's about that yeah I love that collaboration oh yeah well and see it comes back again to (laughs) like Focusing on others is, that's fun, but it ultimately is about like, what do I need and how do I want this to feel in the world? And so having a, a ripple effect and, and seeing other people step into their power and spread joy. Yes. And you were going to give us a little clue. I know it's a secret, but a little clue about this overall theme that we'll learn if we attend a workshop. <laughs> okay. So if, if somebody were able to see the 50 fun things chart, they'd see that it's a grid with seven rows and seven columns, which actually, if you do the math, is 49 squares. So the 50th fun thing is the guiding principle. So what I do is I guide people to, once they have started to fill out their chart, step back and notice what themes are coming up for them and to claim a theme. The theme can evolve over time, but to claim a theme for themselves that will guide them with their chart. So so last year, the chart that I made was 
uh, funny enough, um, for 2020, my word, my guiding word was ease. And then it didn't play out the way that I wanted to with ease. It was not an easy year. No. But because I had claimed... Ease is not the word any of us would uh, attach to 2020. <laughs> no. But because I had claimed ease as my word for 2020, it became a tool. So when things were really hard, I'd be like, okay, ease is your word for this year. How can you make this feel more at ease? How can you feel more peaceful or easier solution or it it helped me to think more creatively about how I was managing challenges and finding the easy way because human beings and I know I'm like this I tend to overcomplicate things and then just step back and how can I bring ease to the situation I think it's so important that we learn that we can apply fun to so many different parts of our life. And what I'm really appreciating about this conversation is not just the fact that it's this great exercise that we can do to give ourselves a boost, but it's also a teacher. It's also something that we can connect with and have community around. What else has this process given you? Well, to be honest, it has also helped me deal, deal with like anxiety and depression and that sense of even not when you don't feel so connected in the world. Like when I focus on my joys, it gives me things to look forward to. It so gives important. me that sense of appreciation. It helps me focus on what is going right versus going down the rabbit hole of like, this isn't going how I thought, or this is hard, or oh, I don't know if I can do this. It, it shifts like, no, look at all the good things. Look at all that's out there all the things you can't even imagine that are good ahead of you. So it's it's been a mental health tool. And it's also, with the pandemic, there have been some good things that have happened as well. And so for me, one of those good things is social media has helped me to meet people around the world yes. who also care about having fulfilling lives and joy and empowering others in that. And it helps me to realize... I've always had this this approach of life of seeing that we are all extremely connected to each other more than we can possibly know. But something about connecting with people around the world who share this um, frame of mind that the joy and fun is important helps me to feel more connected and like I'm part of a not so isolated. Purpose. I'm not so isolated right. and I'm part of this purpose that's broader than myself and that it, that there are plenty of good people doing good work to make life better for lots of people. Yes. And I think I'm appreciating around the, uh, this podcast that I'm doing about life after divorce. Is there a lot of people that want to have a happy life after divorce and they don't want to say stay stuck in old patterns and old beliefs about themselves, about themselves or about relationships? You know, I'm just so grateful to meet someone like yourself who also after her divorce has created a joyful, happy, fun life. And it's not like every day is just a walk in the park. We're not saying that. Not at all. No one's life is a walk in the park every day, but just the mindset, just that intention that I have this fresh start. I have this new opportunity to be who I really am. And I really appreciate that about you, Teresa, and that this, you brought this message and this gift into the world. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you were right. Not every day is a walk in the park, but when we embrace joy and having a fulfilling life, when we're in those darker periods, we realize they're not forever. They're just for this moment, this day, and that we will have other joys open up for us in the next days and it gives us that long-term perspective and and also I've noticed when those days that aren't so good I lighten up on myself more 
and I give myself more curiosity, like, oh, yeah, it sounds like you're having a bad day, but you don't always stay in these bad days, and it will change. Go have a cappuccino yeah, and like with a are, swan on it. Are, yeah, exactly. How are you going to take <laughs> care of yourself? How are you going to, how are you going to bring ease to the situation? Wonderful. Wonderful. So moms, get your fun on, create your list, realize it's step by step, write your 50 things. It's not all going to happen tomorrow, but focus on that one thing you can do today that brings that little burst of joy, little burst of fun into your yes. world. And now how can our listeners find you on Instagram and all the other social media fun and, and your blog? I'm actually, we'll be posting the blog this week during the episode. So people should definitely look at Cities Divorced and Happy for Teresa's blog on 50 fun things. But how else can they connect with you about this wonderful opportunity? Well, yes, I have been having active exploration. I have been having fun on Instagram. I'm not so good at it, but (laughs) I'm I'm having fun. And that's where I post the little joys that I'm coming across and the questions. So check it out and see what ideas ignite for you there. I also have. And on Instagram, it's it's 50 fun things. 50 fun things on Instagram. The number 50, five zero. Thank you for clarifying that. Five zero fun things. So that's where you will uh, mostly find 50 fun things on social media. And then, of course, the website. I encourage you to check out that, 50funthings.com with the number five zero. And how often do you have these workshops? And I know a lot of them are virtual now, obviously, because of COVID. Yes, they've all been virtual for this past year. But that's okay, because anyone from all over the universe can attend. That's a huge bonus. That's what's really cool. The next one, we have somebody from England, somebody from Ireland. Yeah, so it's... And do you offer them every month? or bi-monthly? Um, I had been offering them about once every two months. Okay. Um, when things were in person. So is there and one coming up? Because I know you're, you had one in May already. Yep. So you'll yeah. have one coming up in July? Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking at that. Right now okay. I'm going to focus on how do I train the trainer, other facilitators. And then one thing that I'm really enjoying is doing these for groups. So groups of friends. So people could, yes, they could DM you on yes, Instagram. Exactly. And Say, so, hey, Teresa, I have a group of friends. We want to do this with you. That's what I want Fantastic. to do more of. So, Fantastic. Yeah, so look for those coming up. There, there's a calendar on the website. Well, thank you again. This has been such a fun message for Mother's Day month. Keep on shining. Teresa. Thank you so much, Sadie. Please be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also find Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. Teresa and I are so excited about your 50 fun things to do after a divorce. So go for it. Create your list. Find Teresa's website and check out her workshops. You can also share with us on Instagram and Facebook what you're up to. What are the fun things you're enjoying after your divorce? You're worth it. Enjoy it. Have fun. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I am so excited to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Until then, you take good care.